Welcome to this guy's sick. We got a, <laughs> a strange episode today, Scott. Oh, we're, one, get, we're, one, get, we're getting straight on it, I think. One that I always hoped we'd never have to do, because this was in development hell, our topic, for uh, a long time. Oh, for quite a while. For a long time. 2015, maybe earlier, that they started trying to pen the idea for yeah, it. Yeah, and it was first shopped as a movie. I think Fox tried to get hold of it as a movie. It and might have been safer to someone. do it as a movie. I, I think so. Well, you could do it as the movie. You actually yes. do a one-on-one recreation of the movie uh, and just do a little bit of introduction to the characters and it may be all right. At least there's less room to fuck it up. There's a lot less to fuck up. There's a lot less law to mess with yep. and and uh, mess around with and stuff. So we are talking about Netflix live adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. I finished it completely and I wish I hadn't. There's so many times I felt like turning it off. Ten hours of your life you're not going to get back? No, but it'll be worth it for this episode alone. Just all the, 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 the sacrifices there is made. There. there is something there for this episode. The sacrifices made and for this you've podcast. You got to like episode seven. I just finished episode six. Episode six. Yeah. yeah. So you haven't gone to the end yet, but you've seen bits. You've seen, I've seen some enough. extra bits. I've seen enough. Like you've seen the Edward ending and stuff that's like that. yeah something I'm never going to be able to unsee. So the, the first thing I need to say about this is just how fucking wonderful the original anime is. Oh. I don't want to start this on a negative note, like. It is one of the most influential pieces of art, cinema, whatever you want to call it. Not just anime I've ever seen in my Mm -hmm. life. There are so many parts of my own personality that I know have been shaped by when I watch Cowboy Bebop. Like little bits of me that's rubbed off on me in some way. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially parts of Spike's personality and things that he would do and the swagger he has and the coolness he has. I've always seen that as like an obtainable, like that's a cool way to do things. A little bit like when I recently played Cyberpunk and how I felt about Johnny Silverhand. I was right. like, that's a really cool fucking character. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes characters stand out things. Tyler Durden from Fight Club. You know, these things that just sort of like iconically just step off of the screen and you think about them yeah, every yeah. now and then. Or you think about them when people talk about Bebop and they say it to you, you start thinking about, you know, Spike, he's fucking hungry or some, some you start thinking about something. You know, yeah, or constantly all poor. Doing mushroom, all, Const- doing, all doing mushrooms on the ship. Oh, like, the shiitake mushrooms. Yeah. They, <laughs> You instantly think about these things, but you also think about like the forlornness that he has for missing Julia. The fact that Cowboy Bebop is essentially people kind of running away from their past, apart from Faye, who's trying to find her, trying past. to find her past. And it's always been like a really good mix. Yeah. And all this stuff has always meant a lot to me. And uh, maybe I put too much into how media relates to me as a person, but some motherfuckers have religion. I don't. You know, you, what have, I, you what, have anime. What I have is just the things that I've uh, that have inspired me and enjoyed throughout my life. Whether yeah, yeah. it be music, anime, whatever. Of course. Right? And Bebop is one of those high on my list. So I just want to say before we talk about the uh, cowboy slipshod, as I'm going to call it, cowboy bu- cowboy bullshit. Yeah, cowboy bukaki, <laughs> um, and the absolute mess of this show. I just wanted to say how how I feel about the original, and I'll let you you know quickly mention just what the original. Like the feeling, the vibe you get from it, the way it's made you feel when you're watching it, and what it me- and what it means in terms of like its significance culturally, like universally, its significance. I was a bit late to the party with it, honestly. You know, I was a bit late to the party with anime in general, apart from Dragon Ball Z and like Yu-Gi-Oh and all the like the mainstream sort of ones. So I didn't know about it till about 
six years ago, if yeah. I'm honest. And then someone's like, oh, yeah, you want to check this one out? So I was like, sat for it. I was like, couldn't stop watching it. Everything about it, man. The characters are all just portrayed amazing. You know, you really get invested in their stories. You know, the each episode being like a different story, but still seem to follow a, a running narrative of where the, where they're eventually going to go. Yeah. And the music. The music's amazing. It makes it makes that, it gives the show that cool, slick feel that, that it has of, you know, it just feels groovy. Yeah, and it fits in with the noir stylings yeah. of it, which which we'll get into. I think there's only one episode where they really play on that in the show, yeah. which is the Jet episode with the uh, cop, corrupt yeah. cop and all that. And I just, oh, man. It's up there, man. It's up there, like, probably in my top three favorite animes of all time. The other two being Death Note and uh, Dragon Ball Z. I don't know if there's an anime on Earth as recognizable as Dragon Ball. No. Death Note stands out as a psychological anime, a little bit like Monster or Perfect Blue. Yeah. Almost borderline horror kind of. Yes, in a way, yeah. Horror-esque thriller kind of show. In fact, you could do it as a horror film. If you were going to make a a live action of it, as long as you're not called Netflix, you could make one. And I I think we've said this before a few times about the Netflix adaptation. They could have done what they did. Same uh, cast, everything the fucking going up the Ferris wheel nonsense, at the, all that. Changed the names. And made it that someone else has found the yeah. Death Note. That's all yeah. they needed to do. You could even have it be the same detective. You know, you could even yeah. have, and it's like, oh, this is happening again. Years later, made the character well, you, a bit older or you whatever. Could have had, you, know? you could have had the L character in, in that Death Note be one of his students. Yeah. And that he's like now recognizing the signs. So he's going to investigate it because he recognized it from when L taught him. Yeah, well, L might now be not just one person, it's a group. Because L was, tra- like, do you yeah, know what I mean? L yes. is a figurehead. It's That's like, true. A little bit like they did in Gotham with Joker. Yeah. So the Joker is no longer a person in Gotham. By the time he dies, the Jared, or whatever he's called, character dies. Yeah. Uh, the Joker is a message. It's a symbol. There are there are now the ability to be multiple people yeah, called yeah. the Joker out of that. They could have done something like that with it. And I look at that Death Note now... And go, we didn't realise how good this was in comparison to what we've got from Cowboy Bebop. And that's saying something. <laughs> yeah. The only good thing about it for me was Willem Dafoe as uh, Ryuk. That was the only good thing oh, about yeah, it well, for he, me. Yeah, I mean, when I saw that casting, I was like, they're really going there. They're really doing something that good. Something I can agree with. And uh, They failed. <laughs> and it was well, yeah, but he was still good in it, right? Even, you know, the way oh, yeah, he, he played was. the character. Oh, no, good. he was fantastic. He caught because he... Willem Dafoe has that ability to just play fucking dark and creepy. Yeah, and do it well. It's uh, yeah, do kind it of what he does best. I mean, the other live one they did, Bleach. Have you seen the Bleach one? No, I, I skipped it. Do you know what? That was the better one. Yeah? They just rushed a whole season of Bleach into a, into two hours. So that's the only thing I'll complain about. But they, I thought I thought they did a, I thought they did a decent enough job with that one. I didn't it, hate it, it. it. I mean, it worries me because... So this is, um, this is how I really want to start this conversation. The World Red Mage, he's a podcaster, okay. um, does know. Final Fantasy anime okay. stuff, similar right. similar to what we do, but right. without the, uh, bit safer, soft around A bit more PG. PG, yeah, that's the way I put it. Family friendly. Yeah. And he put out a tweet, and I'll paraphrase it, basically saying, you will always have the original, but a legacy lasts forever. Yeah. And as soon as he said it, I was like, yeah, because the legacy of Cowboy Bebop is now tainted with this shit, and there's no escape. Can't undo it. You can't undo it. You can't have the conversation about Cowboy Bebop, which is a wonderful fucking anime, one of the best of all time, without talking about this shit. You just 
you just can't now. It, it's there. There are also going to be people that have never seen the original that have only seen this shit. And that's so, going to be their basis. And it's going to be their basis. And then they might go and watch the anime and go, I don't get the fuss because it's not the same as the live action I saw. Or there could be people that watch the live action and go, this is shit. Why do people like Cowboy Bebop in general? That's the biggest problem. I can see why it's lucrative for Netflix to want to do Bebop. There's merch. There's oh God, yeah. sales. There's all sorts of shit that they can now tap it's gonna into. It's going to boost the need for Corgis as a family pet. Probably, yeah. I mean, at least Ein is... Well, no, no, they didn't even get Ayn right. So. They, 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 <laughs> they, I think I think out of the out of the four or five main characters, Ayn was the least fucked up. Yeah, just the for least how fucked just... up. But they did do mad shit with Ayn that was dumb. And I, I, was, I was getting to a bit... There's a bit later in it where someone hacks into Ayn as part of a story. And I was like, did they mention a data dog shit Not once, all? not once. And I was like, how the fuck, they just planted it in there all of a sudden? Not once have they, have they mentioned. The only the only reference that they could have mentioned it is the fact that Ayn, in that episode that Ayn was introduced in, is that he hacked his way out of his out of his, uh, his cage. Because you, you saw the digits going and then the door opened and then he's gone. And that's literally the only way they even mention it. They don't mention that he is a data dog that... Has been genetically sort of like enhanced as he is. Yeah, and and it's he's like the he's like the uh, the thing they can't. It's like he's worth so much money, but you would be murdered if you ever tried to hand him in. So they end up just stuck with him. I have real uh, attachments to Ayn as a, just a character because they give it a lot of character for mm. a dog in the anime. Yeah, and in this, he's kind of in the background. Oh, there he's very scenes. prominent. He's very prominent in the anime, and in this, it's like oh yeah, they still got Ayn. Forgot yeah, about that. forgot f- about that. There's a few parts where like Faye. Um, is acting and she's picking up Ayn and then she's like lay dead and he doesn't she's like you need to lay dead because you're, you're ruining my story and then he goes and lays over there's little bits like that when you go that's it that's that's a glimpse of what you could have had on this you know mm. that's a glimpse of what should have been in every fucking episode Yeah, you know a little bit like how the Mandalorian did Grogu oh, yeah. you just need a little bit in every episode it doesn't need to be Stealing the show, but just a little just needs bit to be there. A little bit of personality from the character in every episode is all that's needed. So, plot-wise, they have completely changed the plot. Oh, they've changed real characters. They've added characters into situations that they don't belong in. They've changed the the settings of characters. They've introduced ones that are like, oh yeah, this character and this character is like they don't know each other. Why are they? Why are they? No, why are they together? They're barely in space. That's one thing you'll notice. You barely see them actually in space, flying about, going from planet to planet. Oh yeah, they're always landing on someone. They're always la- they've always landed when they have a discussion. They're never just floating in space looking for a contract. Or yeah, anything. there's never it. any of that. Like a lot of it, you would be you would think because of the way. So a lot of people have been praising the set design, and while parts of it are good, I'm like it all looks the same. So if they are planet hopping, which they don't really tell you, no, are are we to assume that they all, every planet just has the same kind of buildings? It's in all it? terraformed and desolate. Yeah, because apart in, from that one in episode six at the end of it, where it looks like they're in Cornwall. Yeah, in the original Cowboy Bebop show, when you go, to the, they all have different feels. Like yes. some of them have more of like a Western feel to them. Yeah, like this, and there's just lesser developed. Lesser developed. Some of them, some of them more high tech. Then mega cities. Yeah. yeah, some of them are more dingy and grungy and dirty, like yeah. uh, Jupiter when they go there. Yeah, and that's where you first meet Gren, and the place is cold and a shithole and just a mess. Like that's all been stripped out of it, and all we've got is high rise buildings and wet streets. That, yeah, you know, so that all neon signs can glow off everything all the time. Yeah, which is fine when it's needed. But it's not always needed. No, and it's like they've tried to give these things character, 
but everything feels so kitsch, right? Yeah. You, you, the the street signs, like they just say the word porn. Do you know what I mean? Sex. <laughs> like there's no character there. Diversity. Yeah, and it's like it's it's, it's so fucking soulless and shame shameful. You know, it's just so and. One key thing I want to talk about. So I just want you to tell me. We'll go through the characters. So I want you to tell me your thoughts on, in the original, okay. your thoughts on what kind of character Faye Valentine is, for example. In the original. In, in the, the original, original. Yeah. She's a bit raunchy. She's she's a lot more intelligent than she ever lets on. Yeah, she plays dumb. Yeah, she plays dumb quite. You know, plays that helpless. You know, it. You know, she's not a bounty hunter. She's. Just someone trying to establish her past, but has been riddled with shitloads of debt. She doesn't know how to get out of it, so she's trying her best. Yeah, you know, she found herself in some really shit predicaments. Her ship, for example, yeah, is completely different. Yeah, and I'd prefer her original ship to the crap fucking like Star Wars esque fighter that they she got. Yeah, for however long, and it's. I don't know, yeah, she's just, she's very, char- like you said, she's charming. Charming. You know, she she's the, she's the sort of woman who would lead, like, who would literally, you know, she would lead you on at the bar just to get something out of you. Yeah, exactly, exactly who she is. She knows how to use her womanhood against you, in a way. But she knows she's weaker than the men when it comes to combat. She she's a badass. Yeah, but, but she, doesn't, she doesn't really fight. She, she knows that, like, she could be in trouble if it became physical so she does other shit she she's still she pickpockets she's she this is how she behaves and she she has the womanly chance i mean it's that is her biggest asset yeah is the fact that she will flirt her way out of any trouble and when it doesn't work that's when she'll retort to being a sly little fucker right yes uh like she has to act with spike because spike simply just doesn't want to bang her no. Like, and she can't believe she doesn't, can't believe he doesn't doesn't want it doesn't even want her there. In in this character, I do not see any sexual um, flirtatiousness from the Netflix show at all. Yeah, it's she's pretty much essentially trying to be Black Widow. Yeah, they're like like Black Widow, um, but even originally with Black Widow, she would dress up tarty and flirt yeah. with guys to get a sneak away into things. She reminds me of the Batwoman TV show. I watched two episodes. And I never that's went a, back. That's enough. That whole scene of like the suit is literal perfection. It would be when it fits a woman. If Faye said that in this show, I'd go, yeah, because that's what they've done with the character. She's like Captain Marvel, smug, just smug, yeah, like for the sake of it. And and a lot of people have said Faye has always been smug. You just don't like it because her boobs aren't big. So this is the weird argument that's coming from oh, people. God. They break her down to her aesthetic. Yes. Right? Well, this woman actually does look a fair amount like Faye. Yes. Right. So I agree. I don't. Yeah, her boobs aren't like. They fucking... kept they kept the color scheme with her with the yellow and that, and it, yeah. you know, but they just you know they just closed just her got, clothed her more. She just hasn't got massive knockers, right? Yeah. But she they're still visible. I mean, she's even showing cleavage quite a fair amount in it, right? But it's not even about that with the character. That's but just how exactly. But this is how this is how these people break down today. Like when you have a comment about a female character in something, the instant argument is. That's because you don't think she's sexy anymore. And it's like, that's never what I've complained about. I'm complaining. Like, and sometimes it is. They've masculined the character up. Like Mortal Kombat did in the most recent Mortal Kombat game. They're all square jaws and no breasts and and more muscular. With this, it wasn't about the look. It was about the personality. Yes. The The personality's changed. Yeah, it's not Faye. Faye's not, but Faye was never a bounty hunter, as he said. All of a sudden, she just rocks up in episode one with a gun to Spike's head, and we're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and the first thing that comes out of her mouth is, fuck off. Yeah, it's like, no. 
no, no, no. Fuck off. She's mine. Hey, dickwad. Hey, dickless. Like, yeah. all, this whole thing. And then when it does get physical between her and Spike, she holds her own with him and manages to wrestle him to the ground. Knees him in the balls. It's like he's a klutz. Has he forgotten to fight all of a sudden? Yeah. Like, is he? he's allowed himself to be that open? Because the thing with Spike in the anime, that's his biggest thing that he can fall back on, is he can almost kick everyone's ass. Yes. No matter how much of a dumbass he can be, no matter how bad... I mean, basically, it's bad luck with him more than yeah, incompetence. Yeah, it is bad luck. You yeah. know? Whereas in this, it's incompetence. Yep. They're incompetent. Like, they fuck up... All the time. All the time. Not because something went wrong or an outside force changed the course of direction no it's because him and jet are shit basically yeah it's like a body cop our oh, body cop yeah, it's like a body cop thing yeah or body bounty hunters and it's just slapstick in some of the shit that happens like the one where they again with they when they're uh and he has that fight and it's like he's got some sort of facial reconstruction like mask he's white and ginger and then it shifts and all of a sudden he's back with an afro and because the original hakeem with uh ein he's yeah. got a big afro but he's actually had physical reconstructive surgery to look that way. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's a device it's that a they device can switch that sh- on and off that will change what you look depending on who you. And I got confused. Like, who? Which actually version is the real one? Is it the is it the white ginger guy or is it the black guy with the afro? Yeah. Which, which one version is, is which it? Which one is the real? Because after uh, that fight, you never see the uh, that version of him again. No. So never, yeah, you never see the afro version again. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Which version is real? It's just a bizarre way to do things. So, like, we've, we've spoke very briefly about Faye. What about, what about Spike? Like, if you were to define Spike originally down to three character traits, what would they be? Charismatic, cool, and a badass. And a badass, yeah. And I'd throw in there a bit of devil may care. Let the chips land where they may. Yeah, he, kind of he's relaxed, not, he's laid back. Not afraid to die. He's not worrying. He's definitely not afraid to die. So, do you find it weird in this when they're trying to choose bounties that Sp- uh, Spike's sitting there going, "Oh no, but he killed two men and he did di- like yeah, that guy took five rooms to take down. He ate two of their faces. I don't want my face bitten off." Spike and the anime would go, "Let's go get him." Yeah, they lit- they literally just they that episode though was mostly focused on on Jet. Yeah. And they just needed the other two for something. So it's like, oh, we're going to argue over which bounties to go get while everybody else picks them up. And then they rip off the Jaws scene, but they completely miss the fucking point of the showing scars scene in Jaws. So in, in Jaws... Oh, that's right, yeah. When they're on the boat and they don't yeah. like each other and they're drunk and they go, well, this is when I got bit by a fresher and this is when I... And they're doing that. And then they laugh because they're like, you motherfucker, you they're lost bond- your finger. They're bonding. They're bonding. In this, they just argue more as a result. Yeah. Like, it doesn't cause the bonding. They don't fall in each other's arms going, I can't believe you did this. That happens a little bit later after she proves she kidnapped, uh, she, oh, she beat she, that she, guy. Yeah. But the, it's it's almost like you've taken about 20 minutes to do something that Jaws did in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like... Yeah, no, I get you. You've taken 20 minutes to do a scene that took no time at all in Jaws and did it worse. Yeah. And they, it's, it reminds me a lot of the 2016 Ghostbusters, this. There's a scene in the original Ghostbusters where... They say, you have a nuclear accelerator on your back. And they're in a lift. Yeah. They turn the fucking switch on. It goes, Whoom, powers up. And they both step back and look at each other like, oh, shit. <laughs> Boom. You know it's dangerous. You know, yeah. you know it's there. The comedy's been conveyed. Yeah. When you look at the 2016 Ghostbusters, she stands there and explains, well, this part does this. And this bit does that. And that bit does this. And this will blast she this. Woman explain, she woman explains. Yeah. She woman explains it all, right? To tell you what every part does. And then when they turn it on, to convey it's dangerous, it throws her up in the air, it's shaking her around, she's, she doesn't turn it off, she's still got it switched on, 
She's spraying it around, spraying it between her legs. I mean, this is something that is meant to be nuclear powered, and you're just spraying it between your legs. No one steps in, tries to help. They just laugh at her and go, oh my God. And it's like wacky slapstick. What would those beams do if they went through? Would they cut you in half? They cut you in half. Yeah. Because yeah. that's never really pushed on because it's it's meant to be a kid's film, so you don't really tend to talk about, oh yeah, if this goes through, it's pretty much like a lightsaber. <laughs> what was conveyed in one elevator scene when they go into the hotel in about a minute oh yes they took 20 minutes in that to explain yeah like, yeah it, i agreed and this is what this show does over and over you know spike is boring and dull yes there's no there's no like i had to like, use that word coolness but yeah, you know, swagger there's nothing yes that's exactly it. he's got some swag that goes with his character as he moves the way he moves the hands in the pockets you he's just got that walk yeah he, jo- he, jo- john joe tries his best to kind of mimic that but it just doesn't It doesn't work. work. He's, he doesn't even slouch. He doesn't sort of... And like even when it comes to the martial arts... And John Cho's been in a lot of films where he has to hold his own. And he's learned a lot of fighting techniques and studied the stuff. Choreography, that, like martial arts, is, is slow. It's slow. There's no it's, fluidness to it. It's, it's weird in this. It's not... Like, when you know that Spike basically studied Bruce Lee, that's how he gets fighting style. You look at Bruce Lee movies, and you look at Bebop, and you can see it. Yeah. You look at this, I don't see any Bruce Lee. I see bog standard slowed down. Oh, that that bit with Faye in the first episode, Those such, weird a, punches. such a slow, oh. such a slow fight. I was like, okay, that opening bit in the first episode, I didn't mind it. I thought it was alright. There's like the fight with you know, there's the fight with him and Jet in the in the casino and everything. I I quite enjoyed that opening bit. I thought, okay, no, this has got some sort of promise to it. It doesn't look that bad. No, because but also right. So I wasn't sold because there was a joke in there that you said you enjoyed. Oh, yeah, like, it takes it's, a shit when they're in a. It's my humour. I find that bit. I found that funny. But then the way I see it is, it's like. But the old lady bit was cringe. The old lady bit. It's like I don't care what happens to her. That's not Spike. No. That old bit. You've had kids. You've had this. I'm like, no. He would have probably just shot the guy. Yeah. Like at that point. Yeah. It's re- instead of let this guy come out from having a shit with his blaster and fucking blast holes and stuff. There was just a, yeah, just a complete incompetence level on that part. And I don't know, man. Like to me, Spike's almost like he's like the perfect mix of that lovable Goku-like, childlike oh, yeah. attitude, right? Yeah. He kind of has some of that to him in the original, but he's also cool as fuck and laid back, mm-hmm. and will fuck you up. Yes, could easily fuck you up. I don't get any of this from him. No, I don't either. It's not my. It's just yeah. It, it, some people have classed it as John Cho's take on the character. But then, as you as you told me earlier, it's like he literally said in interviews he's watched bits. Yeah, he hasn't he's sat down clips. and watched the anime and studied. You know, the, the, ori- the original creator of uh, Cowboy Bebop, whose name escapes me right now, came out and said they never asked him anything. Really, they never contacted him. They never asked him anything. They didn't. That'd be the first thing I would do. Never sat down, chatted to him. Never asked him what this meant to him, what that meant to him. Ne- never did any. I'd of be that. bringing him in. I'd be like, I'd I, need you, I, need, I want you to be an executive producer. I want your input on how we do this. Yeah. The Netflix obviously wanted it, wanted to do it their own bullshit way, which they seem to be going. There's a lot. Do you notice there's a trend in their shit that they're putting out at the minute? Like, like, we, like you sent that thing was it yesterday or the day before with um, the casting calls for sex education. Yeah. It's this trend. They're trying to be so politically correct with characters like keeping everybody included that they're willing to change up what characters that have been around for 22 years yeah just to fill some sort of up-to-date modern narrative and this is nothing against anybody that classes themselves as trans or non-binary or gay or whatever 
it's literally a case of like we've again like we've discussed on the podcast before it's taking established characters and changing them to fit a narrative when it doesn't need to be that it doesn't need to be that case especially with bebop when like so we'll, we'll we'll get to gren in a second yeah let's just quickly talk jet because jet is the standout I mean, so he's literally the best character in the entire show. Someone, someone tagged me in a meme today saying um, that, that he had to be hospitalised after the making of Cowboy Bebop for carrying the show. For on carrying his back. the show on his back. This is so fucking true. Well, the one, of the, one of the things that struck me after watching the first couple of episodes, and it's not like anything bad against the character. It's just like I was like, why is Jet in this so much? Because in the anime, he's there. Obviously, he's one of the main characters. But he very rarely leaves the ship. There's only a couple of episodes where you see him actually helping Spike or going off on his own thing. He's with him the whole time. Like you mentioned earlier, the buddy cop dynamic. They wanted more of that. But it kind of weakens the progression of Spike's character because he's always having to bounce off of Jet. Yeah. And And they don't bounce too well. There's not a lot of chemistry, I find. There isn't. They try to play it like they don't like each other. But in the original show, they do like each other. They're mates. But... They're on strain. They blame each other for shit. Yeah, like a married couple. Like you fucking didn't take well, the things con- out. Like they're constantly trying to earn money, so they're on, they're constantly under a strain, and that fucking bounces off. It's like it's like a married couple. Yeah. In, 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 that, in their relationship in the anime, you know, he's he's always on the ship looking after, it, trying to maintain it, get it all fixed, and keep it up running. And then there's Spike going to collect the money and the bounties, and always something goes wrong. Yeah, because he blew a building up. And hard, yeah, here's the money for your bounty, but here's your fine. Like, yeah. it's always that, always that with them. Yeah. But I have to praise this actor oh, for... Oh, stuff was incredible. He, he plays Jet the way Jet, I would want Jet to be played. Yeah. Are there character choices in it that I disagree with? Yes. The inclusion of his family and that fucking need for that doll. What the fuck? I think some cunt just watched Jingle All The Way. Yeah. And then went, oh, let's put that in an episode. What? It wasn't just that episode. It was the first three episodes. Yeah. He was talking about it in episode one. I've got to get to this doll. Episode two, I gotta get her this doll. Episode three, I got, I went on the black, I went on the black market and got myself, got my daughter yeah, this it's shitty doll. It's literally the plot of the Arnold Schwarzenegger film Jingle All the Way. Yeah, it is. As, as an episode, as a couple of episodes of Cowboy Bebop, there's what the one episode that's really dedicated to it is the one where he gets it on the black market. But you're right, you see an advert for it in another episode. You see him talk Stop about it. Stop taunting me. This daughter and this ex-wife in this shit is like it's not in this, the this, original because yeah, because he actually goes and talks to his ex-girlfriend before he left. And that's the one who's with the bloke who's got a bounty on him. Why are you giving him a wife and family? Yeah, so that that's the story because it's a conundrum. Do I fucking take this guy in as a bounty or not? There's also another bit where it's the daughter of his mate. Yeah, and he's trying to find her. He's trying to find him. So he hasn't got a bounty and he's just trying to help her. Yeah, he's her. trying to help out. Yeah, like so it's like they've taken that and gone, right, what is going to make this character better? Because this is the only thing I can think of. I can't think of them thinking any of this stuff is making them worse in their mind. I think they're in, they think they are improving on it. Nope. And it's like, right, well, Jet needs to have been cuckolded by a workmate who stole his wife from him. Yep. The whole character is in the original. He's the big guy with a big tash, the big fat guy who calls a walrus and all that. And he's yeah. like, ha ha, my old friend, I'll give you a tip. And they're friends and they laugh. And then they go yeah. back and forth later. Yeah. Now, this is a guy who fucking hates him and has been cucking him and his wife and yeah. all this shit. And every time to make Jet he's, look bad, he does. At least he's got the mustache. At least he's got the mustache. Yeah, he's a decent actor as well. Yes. I play that guy off as a smarmy cunt, right? I kind yeah. of go, uh, yeah. but the character wasn't originally a smarmy cunt. This is part of the problem. And he didn't cock his what? He didn't cock his wife. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. But he is a, a complete and utter standout to it easily yeah easily the best part of that show yeah and you've got John Cho in there like this is the the, the worst thing is when they 
made John Cho Spike. There are a lot of people going, Spike was never Asian, so I don't understand it. It's the diversity. Netflix would be scrutinised for whitewashing the cast. Yeah, maybe, right? So, like, we've got John Cho, Spike's now Asian, Jet's now black, Faye is now Latino. Is Latina, she, is she yeah, she's Latina. The girl, she's called like something Padilla. Like she's got like a, a, yeah. like a Latino name. Uh-huh. Uh, Ed, Ed is played by a biological boy and who is a, a, a non-binary person in at that real, age. in real life at the age of like ten or something. Yeah, uh, that's what happens if you have rock star parents, though. I think unfortunately you you get influenced yeah, his by dad, some. Strange his dad isn't probably one of the best rock bands ever. Oh, without fail, one of my favourite bands of all yeah. time. But then you look at the band and go, they're all a little bit gender bent themselves. Right? Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like James Addiction is one of my favourite bands. Oh man, I love the band. When I when I first heard Jane Says for the first time, I, I was like, this is fucking excellent. And obviously Navarro, he, he's a bit queer looking guy. I mean, he's not a, he's a, a bit guy. He's a bit flamboyant. But he's very flamboyant. He's, so married, to come, he's married to Carmen Electra for a couple of years. He was, yeah. Now she dates chicks. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so like he's around a scenario, he's around a scenario where these guys were men in makeup, right? So I yeah. get that a little boy might look up to that, and that's what now he's gender queer. There's words for it. Yeah. A lot of what people say is there weren't words for it back then. You know, if Marilyn Manson was to come up in the scene now, he'd be classed as a crossdresser. He'd be, be gender queer, right, or yeah. non-binary. So that's what he would be but, classed as. But, but Marilyn Manson certainly isn't. He certainly isn't. No, and it's it's just I think it's just a classification. Everybody, everybody's trying to put a fucking label on everything. But this show goes over the top with it. Oh fuck yeah, it does. It, before, yeah, we'll start with Gren because we did briefly mention it. The original show, Gren is a former war buddy of Vicious. Yep, and they fought together, and Gren possibly is gay because he has some sort of love crush on vicious and it's implied that they may have fucked yes you, like it's implied that him and vicious may have been fucking that he's in love with vicious it's there but gren is a man with long hair who plays a saxophone basically he's just on the run he's hiding out on a shit plays planet a smooth sax plays a smooth sax he hi- he's hiding out on a planet but he's the go-to guy on the planet if you need a connection to someone Bigger, arms dealer, whatever, that's what he is. Right? Knows his shit. Gren and Faye stumble upon each other because Faye has left the group. They've had an argument there. Yeah. And, and she winds up in the bar that he just happens to be playing in. Yeah, because he saves her from being raped by all the fucking guys. Because it's a planet with no women on. That's right. So there's loads of cross-dressers and stuff on the planet. So if you want your representation, it's there. Yeah. Because there's trans people on the planet. In fact, all the prostitutes are trans people. Because there's, no, there's no women. There's no it's women. It's all blokes, yeah. Yeah, it's, so they're all trans people and they're like... They say to Faye, you're not our type, honey, or something like that to her. But when the men of the planet go, there's a biological woman here, Mm -hmm. they go after her. They're basically going to gang rape her. He steps in and saves her. She goes home with him, and she thinks he's hot. She's drinking with him. Well, he's he is he is drawn that way. He's, he's drawn desirable. He's pretty much the brunette version of vicious. Yeah, in that in that aspect. She, they're having a drink together, and she's just like, oh fuck this guy. So yeah. he fucks off to the shower. She goes to be a creeper, peeping Tom on him. He's got bit. He's got and boobs. He, and he catches her, and she goes. She sees his tits, and is like, "What the fuck?" She's like, "What are you?" Looks down, sees his cock, and yeah. goes, "What the? Like, yeah. you're both." And he goes, "I'm neither one, and I am both at the same time." Yeah. And he leans in on her, and it's like he's caught her, and you think, "Fuck, is he rapey? Is he yeah. a weirdo as well?" But then he isn't, no. because when they go and sit down, he explains that as a prisoner of war, they did this to him. Yeah. They basically He was giving these pills. Yeah, they feminized him. Yeah. That had high high doses of um estrogen in. Yeah. So he started growing boobs. Yeah. 
And part of his sexual attraction changed. Part of the way he carries himself is more effeminate as a result of having all this estrogen. Yeah. That's who he is. But that's still cl- that's still representation. That's still representation without, without putting a label on it. Without needing the label, because Gren didn't need a label. In no. this one, Gren is Mark Almond from Soft Cell in a corset. Yeah, it's it's very disappointing. Such a an important character in the anime. He, yeah. Like you know, he's probably one of the only characters that got two episodes back to back, back to back episodes, out of yeah. it. And it, you know, it's proper good writing for the character. It's like your mid-season finale. That yeah, he was. If you, were, if you were to look at it yeah. as a as a where does the season was about, break? Yeah, episode ten and eleven, I think. So yeah, it's, something it's around, around that point. Yeah, Jupiter Jazz. Yeah, yeah, and it's. It's, it's a great two episodes. It's fantastic. Like the backstory with him and Vicious and, you know, that bit where they're, they're sitting chatting and the he's got the little music box and everything. And then Vicious pulls out his sword and looks like he's going to kill him, but he takes the scorpion out that's next to him and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, he's like, fucking hell, I'm not going to fuck with Vicious. I think that's a wonderful story because this is also someone who's like having to live with the fact that his gender is now changed forever. Yeah against his will yeah no, yeah. but exactly he kind of exactly. embraced it a little bit like the bit where Faye sees him and he's like I'm both but I'm neither like that part he, you can see deep down he's embraced this androgynousness yeah. about him in in the new show he's literally he's literally if you went to someone he's, draw a, glor- a, he's a glorified waiter draw a uh, draw a transgendered genderqueer caricature draw on the little Nas X but white but white do that and that's what we've got and uh, is he this tough prisoner of war who went through this horrible shit that does have a backstory? He's, like we said, possibly gay with Vicious. There's something there. He's in love with Vicious for sure. Yeah. Is any of that in this show? No. It's barely... <laughs> it's, it's actually... Not, it, it, it would have been better to just have this this apparent character of Gren that they brought in the short, the short sort of like flat down blonde hair with the corset and... Later on, you see him like in a bit of a suit and everything like that. It'd be better; it would have been better to have left the character alone. And then, if they're going to do a season two, which we might not get, hopefully, I think they, no, they've said have they already greenlit season yeah, two. Yeah, so the whole idea with um, Ed being added to it was this was like a later addition to oh, the show. That's a shame. So Netflix said, "Meet Ed, introducing Ed, which you will see more of in season two. So you know, you would have been better to have left Gren alone and had this standalone. Um, was it uh, Mason? I can't remember his full name, Mason something. Yeah, if, that, if you actor, want this character. Tanner is just some random some like bit part character. Don't give him the name of Gren. Just give it some random name that he's a bit part character in um in Anna's fucking bar. Bar which is, which is wrong for the character again because she runs a little store. She runs a store because it's has, for laundering. She doesn't want yeah. people knowing who she is and being out there and, and being all of a in the public eye as a known well, gangster or whatever, right? Before she was like an old fixer. She knew yeah. r- rumors rumbling. She's like basically a money launderer or whatever yeah. the fuck she does in her shop. And she's retired by the time you see her with, with, when yeah. Spike goes to see her. Because she looks at him, she's like, you motherfucker. Like she's so, yeah. she's like, how dare you? You've put me in danger by coming here. That's kind of how she is. Well, and he's supposed to be dead. <laughs> and he's, yeah, yeah, in the original. In this, she's just like. She's pretty much Jane Pickett Smith. In, in, exactly in Gotham. In Gotham. She's exactly that. Um, fish. Fish, yeah. That's who she Fish is. Moody. Fish Moody. She's Fish Moody from fucking yeah. Gotham, down to a T. In fact, the whole that entire bar shit is almost directly lifted. Fucking from 
Gren could easily be Penguin before yeah, he found exactly. his own. But yeah, that is literally it is. It's Fish it's Fish Mooney's nightclub. That's exactly what that, that is. They've just straight lifted it from Gotham and yeah. slapped it in Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Because to me, I think their influences don't come from the original show. And no, I they think come from other shows. shows. Yeah, it shows. It, it really does. Like there's parts in it where I'm looking at it going, why is this in Cowboy Bebop? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I, the whole episode with the gay clubs and the bondage, and there's like bottoms up and bottoms down, or whatever the fuck they're called. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there, there are two clubs in this yeah, planet. One, one's got men in it, one's got, and they both go to both. And at the end, they go, well, you don't go bottoms up without getting a little bottom. And they wander off into this little gay club, or whatever the fuck it is, and they get booted out of there. And, and then it's just like, what, why is Spike and Jet trying to bang dudes? Or whatever? Like, what is, why, but why is that necessary? Even if they originally were gay in the anime, they would never have fucking done that. The um the bondage bit with the with the dominatrix and the bloke who's strapped to the chair getting him to bark like a dog, that literally reminds me of like something you would have seen in Euro in um Eurotrip. There's a literally a scene where you've got the woman who played um Wonder Woman. And she's in this she's like a dominatrix in this in this uh, in this know, in, the, yeah, in this bond yeah, yeah, in this bondage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like literally that. just reminds me of, of Eurotrip. Zachary makes a porno. Yes, a bit like that. That kind of humor, like yeah. when he shits all over him and that. Yeah. it reminds me of that. <laughs> that film's great. And I'm like looking at that is a great film. Looking at it, thinking, but why is this in Cowboy Bebop? Yeah, it's 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 like they've they've taken the bare bones of Cowboy Bebop and then looked around Netflix's back catalog and go, oh, we, 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 we can take this from there because obviously Gotham's on there. I'm pretty sure Eurotrip was on there at some point. You know. It's like, it's like, we can take this and put this in here. We can use this. We can use that from different fucking shows. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm always up for a show to have a fucking dodgy gay club in there with criminal activity and bondage going Sound. on. Perfect combination. Sound. Dark, dingy fucking stuff. Just not in Cowboy fucking Bebop. That's, that's, why, why is this in Bebop? Why is the language in this show what it is? Why is everyone calling each other a cunt all the time? Why are they all telling each other to fuck off all the time? It, it, it's so bizarre. It, it really is. And we're just talking about Gren's build-up. That's just one. Yeah, but he is, he is kind of like... Gren is one of those... Because he got two episodes and a lot of screen time in the anime. Whereas you think Anna kind of just got two or three little scenes. She was minor, but... A, yeah. big, a, bit, a big part of the backstory, but minor in the show itself. Gren had a Gren had, Gren was like a, pretty much the main character of two episodes. Yeah, so I was looking like, forward to Gren. Yes. when they announced it, I was like, "Oh man, seeing that scene in live action, the fucking shower scene." Yeah, I was like, "This is this is going to be good." And I was like, "Will they get outraged for it? Will there be?" And it's not there at all. And it's just not there. And it means that now we're not going to see it. We're not going to well, see. No, they've ruined any scenes. chance of like that 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 great backstory. And there's other scenes we haven't seen. Bell peppers and beef, gone. gone. They, me- they mention it. It's mentioned yeah. in in, qu- in like literally in a passing comment. Jet makes bell pe- about bell peppers. Enjoy, enjoy bell peppers. Yeah, he, do- he doesn't like bell peppers or something like yeah, that. He says it, 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 because when they've tried to add humour to the show, they've they've ignored the dry kind of situational humour that was in the original. And just tried to put some sort of slapstick or bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, bullshit, bullshit one-liners or something like that. Yeah, whereas that whole bell peppers and beef thing is fucking hilarious. The bit and it's constant through the entire series. Yeah, yeah. That they fucking never have food. To Those are the, that's the cheapest things that they can find. So that's what's always in in the noodles. Enjoy your bell peppers and beef. 
Where's the beef? Well, you blew up a car spike and yeah. couldn't afford beef. You know, it's that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that, that's funny. Yes, it is. You know, there's the scene in the um, first... There's a sarcasm. There's the sarcas- yeah. sarcastic humour in it. There's a scene in the bar in the first episode after uh, Asimov has destroyed the bar. Yeah. Where Jet's in there looking around and then the two fucking mafia guys come in and they're leaning back and they're like, well, you know, he ran away with this and he did that and he leans up with the fucking broken bottle and goes, tell me more. It's funny. Yeah, you don't need this other additional humor because these scenes are funny, but they're gone. These scenes aren't in it. When yeah. he goes to the bar, the chick just tells him stuff. Yeah, and he has to pay her because girl boss, girl power. Yeah, she this, must be in charge of the situation. This, also, the thing they've completely taken out the fun part of them being pretty much constantly poor. Yeah, with the fact they're able to splurge on fucking ramen or noodles every now and then yeah they, all the time it's like they'll say they're poor and they don't have food but then when they have a situation that needs money they just have money yeah they magically it have does, money. It, yeah that's it it doesn't make sense like yeah jets search for that fucking doll it's like where the hell have you gotten 36 k from 36 yeah. fucking wulongs from yeah. it's like you're not supposed to have any fucking money but they constantly mention it we've got no money we got no food we need to get a big hit but when they anytime they go into a bar they just buy shit you know there's a few scenes where Spike goes, what can I get for six Wulongs? Oh, and yeah, that's it. That's that bit of salmon. That's the guy of the sushi who's been relaying message. I'm assuming it's from Anna. Yeah. For about the syndicate. Oh. Okay, yeah. Something I need to get off my fucking chest. Every time it happens, it pisses me off. What the fuck is fearless? Dumb shit that doesn't What the actual fuck is that? Because they don't want to say that Vicious's name is Vicious. There's right, a, it's a code name or it has to be some... his code name, and he has a real name. So therefore, if he has a real name, Spike must obviously have Spike a must code have obviously name. had a code name, and you've got vicious. So what else goes with that? And they've gone fearless. vicious and fearless, Ugh. you know. And it's oh, just it like pissed me off the first so, time I heard it. I would have gone with delicious, delicious. <laughs> vicious and delicious, <laughs> vicious and delicious. It, it, it just it infuriates me every time I hear it. But every time they add this stuff to the show. Every single time a new edition that was not in the original, we're not talking about straying from it or making making edits to something. We're talking about just adding something randomly new. Every time they do it, it's always shit. Every all the ma- all the, the massive black backstory and the continuation they're doing with Vicious and Julia. It Vicious is so fucking shit. He's a pussy and is simp. Yes. Vicious in the anime is the he's vicious. He he's is the, the most psychopath. evil cunt you'll ever come across. Everyone is scared of him. Yeah. Even the elders are scared of Vicious. Where's his crow? Yeah. Where it, it's gone. His, his character's been stripped down. The guy's an ugly cunt when Vicious is meant to be yeah. beautiful. You know, he's got the scar and all that. He's meant to be people he turn heads when he walks in the room. This yeah. geezer literally looks like Eddie Munster in a wig. <laughs> but there's, a, there's an episode that you haven't got to yet where there's a flashback. And they're talking about, like, taking a dump or something, him and Spike. And it's like flashback to when they were working on missions together. And they're both just norks in the fucking normal syndicate suit. They've both got long hair and ponytails. And they're just basic syndicate grunts, right? right? Which they never were, because they were both sons of the fucking head dragon or whatever the fuck he was called. Like, they're his adopted sons. They were the ones that he had chosen to be his next thing. That's gone. It's all gone. It's all stripped away. They just came up the ranks randomly. They just came up the ranks. Well, not even came up the ranks. Vicious did. Spike never did. There's none of this, like, torn between members of the syndicate when they find out Spike's alive because Vicious has risen up the ranks. They don't want to stitch yeah, up Spike. Yeah, that character's gone as well. I don't, he's not in it, is he? The, um... Oh, I can't remember his freaking The one name. who calls Spike brother or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's not in it. Unless he's one of the two that are always with Vicious and they bring that up at oh, some point. Oh, God, I hope not. It's probably the girl because, you know, 
It has to be. It has to be. It's just, I don't know, man. It's like Cowboy Bebop has an identity. And on the surface, if you were to just take a glance at this, you would say it's there. But if you watch it, it's not. It's not. There's nothing. They 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 fucked up so Even many. Even down sort to of... the music, they've dulled it down. It's background. It's low. It Do doesn't you... take over a whole scene. No, it it's doesn't. Like... But it is literally one of the only highlights I've got. Is, is the music. It's the, the only thing that stayed properly authentic. Is the feel of the music. Although they've put them all in different scenes and used them out. Yes, of they step. haven't used them properly, but the music is there. And I think I think they had the uh, composer and that. Write some new music, yeah. and I and it feel it's got that it's got, it's got that bebop feel. You know, I would you know I just kind of would rather a. Uh, but there was a, a there's a season. song there's a song on the soundtrack that I think is called Julia, right? It's just called Julia, and it's the saxophone that always comes on when he thinks about her. You yeah. just start hearing that randomly in this at other random points, and it's like that's meant to. It's a key. It's um an audible key in bebop. You hear it when Spike thinks about Julia. You hear that, or you hear the fucking ding, 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 yeah. ding, the fucking uh, music box, yeah. right? And when you finally meet Julia, when and Faye meets her, right? Yeah, that's what plays when you meet. So it's it's a it's, key to yeah, show you who you're dealing with, right? Yes, and it's layered throughout the show that every time Julia is mentioned, because she's more of an abstract mystery. Right? Yeah, she's not, in, she's not in every fucking episode. Yeah, she's also not a complete wimpy pussy. That, or in this, she's literally just like there. Betty Boop or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it. everything they did, like like I messaged last night with the, the teddy bomber, fucking pissed the hell off. That pissed me off so much because they, they, they whittled a, a guy who was just literally just wanting attention. That's why he did all these fucking bombings. And then you had the uh, the other the other cowboy, Andy, who would kept keep fucking things up. That's what that whole episode was. It just reduced it to, oh, it's a burnt face guy who you see right at the start of the episode when when um, when Spike gets attacked in the toilets by that assassin who's wearing the exact same fucking um, stuff as him. Yeah. To, oh, we found him on his um, on his carrier, which I I reckon they ripped off of. Um, uh, was it Heavy Metal Queen episode? The lesbian chick with Faye. Is basically ripped off from that as well. She's right? not lesbian in the in the anime. No, she's, she's got a husband, and that's the joke, right? The thing is, they all think she's like a butch dyke, right? Yeah, and it, yeah, it seems like it was played off of that. Yeah. Like they literally took elements from that, and then yeah, he's riddled down to a guy in a teddy bear mat, teddy bear like fucking helmet, like he's come out of the fucking purge yeah. or something in his yeah. underpants. Yeah, with a fucking axe in like one hand, like he's a skin in Fortnite, literally like a skin in Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like all, all one of those right random bonus bullshit things you pick up in, like say Spider Man or something like that. You know, one of those you got to do like a, a random thing to they get this costume. Out, they picked him out of an episode of Rick and Morty. Literally, and that's and that. But I see the influence of stuff like that in, in it. Yeah, there is a little bit of that Rick and Morty esque humor, yeah. but not as well. Like I don't no. like Rick and Morty, but no, I don't either. It's it's smarter with its humor than this is. Yeah, right. And they throw some of that in there because obviously Rick and Morty's just a. A, um, it's Back to the Future, right? It's Pretty it's much. that, right? And it's just in, in, in a cartoon, yeah. It's yeah. just a cartoon adult form of uh, an homage to Back to the Future. I can't say much positive about this. They pissed off that they they literally ruined every every like so many lives. I've only gone up to episode six. Any major villain from any of the episodes that they've portrayed so far, so um, Catalina and um, Asimov. Asimov. Their whole ending pissed me off. Like, my missus was watching it. She came in when I was watching the episode, like that first episode. And the whole ending pissed me off. The idea, you know, that 
they're escaping and he's so up on red eye or bloody eye or whatever they fucking call it in this that she fucking puts him out and then just lets them drift in. She doesn't even say, see a space cowboy. That's where the line comes from. And then she just goes into open fire. Instead, instead he's bleeding out because Faye shot him. All of a sudden, she's a marksman with a sniper rifle. But, the, but this is what they do for the whole thing, right? So the first episode is a really interesting one because it is meant to be your... Introduction. It's meant to hook you, right? Yeah. The, the fact that Katrina's arc is that they are poor. They are on the run from the Mafia. If they can make this one deal, they can retire. They never have to be in crime and poverty again. Yeah. Right? That's her thing. She's kind of got that gypsy vibe. Like we said, plays, on, Hayek. Des- plays on Desperado a lot. Yeah, yeah Summer Hayek, Hayek kind vibe. of stuff in there as well. They kind of add all this stuff in it. And you can look at it and go, wow. This is the, like the, when she meets Spike and they flirt back and forth. Yeah. There's a, there's a literal attraction between the pair of them. Like they both kind of go in another world or another life maybe. Yeah. You know? And that's why that's why she says, "See you, space cowboy." Yeah. In this life, we're too we're both too far gone. You're a bounty hunter, and I'm on the run. Yeah, we're both too far gone. It also that episode in the original sets up Spike fighting skills because you know how good he is when he's holding his own with Asimov. But Asimov is so strong that he does him with that fucking choke slam. Yeah, just fucking chokes him out. Yeah. In this, Asimov's not that. He's not. He can. T- he goes into the rage, but he he's not that. And it's who gets the better of Spike in that scene so they get away. Faye, rather than the person they're after. Yeah. It's just so random. Like, why would you make these changes? If you're making an adaptation, even if you wanted Faye to be a lesbian, right? It doesn't matter. It's no big it's no big deal to her character, in a way. No, but there's better ways of doing it. Yes. Yes, there is. Even if you wanted to introduce Faye in the second episode, there's better ways of doing it. I'd rather them just left it for, like, four episodes and then they brought her in. Don't have her in straight from the off because it doesn't yeah. make any sense. But, but I think because he's on all the posters and there's this and they, they're, they're trying to prop her up. Because this show very much wants Faye to be more of a hero than a scumbag that she is. Yeah. You know, she is a scumbag. Like, she's, she's but you feel sorry for her. They do. She's they, got no memory. She doesn't know really. No, she's in the anime. She's riddled with the debt because of that guy who scammed her. In this, she's just a bounty hunter who some woman took all of her shit. Yeah. And then there's an episode, which we haven't seen yet, where you meet the woman who took all her That's shit. That's the, uh, it was like an after credit scene in the uh, after, uh, episode six. And this introduces the tape, the Betamax tape. Oh, really? Right. Okay. But none of this going and getting the Betamax, none of that needs to happen in the episode. They just have this storyline with the mum needs something, so they're going to work for the mum. And in return, she's going to give her this tape. So that Faker knows she is, right? And it's very similar, but they change it, right? When Faye turns it on, she doesn't know who what it is. Yeah. She doesn't know what she's gonna see. She has no idea. It completely catches her off guard. In this, it's held over her head like a MacGuffin of this is the key to your past. This tape is the key to your past. In the in the original, she's like, I don't fucking I'm not paying for it. I'm not taking it. No, it's a mystery fate. We've got to get it. We've got to find it. And it's actually Spike and Jet who drive. Want, they want, the, they want, want to, to find it. out what the fuck it is. And then when she sees it and you see the tears in her eyes because it's her as a child, something she completely forgotten. Yeah. It's it's heartbreaking. In this, she watches it. It's her as a child. Don't lose me. But it's not as long. She just says it once. Yeah. Right? And then the camera shifts and she turns and she goes, did I do it right, mum? And then you hear this voice go, of course you did, sweetheart. And it ends. And then Faye goes, Mum? And starts crying about it on the ship. Because it's now a search for her mum. It's now 
like it's a completely different story. Yeah. Yeah, it's now she has a mum. And when you find out a little bit about Faye's past and you meet her old friend from when she was a kid, Ian yeah. Cowboy Bebop. There's an old lady now. There's an old lady now. They're going to do that and it's going to be the mum. But and the, it's just like why? But the time, but the timeline is different in the in this live live adaptation. Yeah, I think it's set in twenty seventy seven, where I think the anime set a lot further ahead than uh, that. It might be the same. It might be twenty seventy seven as well. But she's obviously Faye was born in like the eighties. Yeah. Because it's a beta max, or she was a teenager in yeah. the eighties. She's been on ice for like two hundred odd years or something. Yeah. Whereas in or oh, hundred years, whereas in this, it's like thirty, forty years. She's yeah. been on ice. Like, they're, they're talking about people that evacuated Earth, evacuated Earth, and there's a lot of people like um, someone had a key where they literally were born in like I can't remember. No, well, they do it in the Hakim episode where he says, "My parents oh, worked for these rich people, oh, and they left us on Earth." So he's now in his like thirties, forties, or whatever. This yeah. Guy. But he remembers being on Earth when they all left. So it is literally something that happened 40 his years whole ago. Backs, his whole fucking art pissed well, me even off. Well, re- even the reason why he did it. Yeah, oh, it, just, it, it infuriated me so much. It's just like, oh, yeah, I stole their dogs because they treat them like children. And they took their dogs and left us on Earth. And they no, left their workers so, on Earth. So I'm going to nick their dogs and kill them. I'm like, no, that's not what he was about. He was just fucking looking for easy money. Yeah. He didn't have to have a fucking complicated backstory of fucking... Ayn was worth a lot of money, and he was going to sell it. Yeah. That's it. That's the story. Because he was a criminal. That's why there's a bounty on his head. Yeah. But that's what I mean about useless changes, Scott. Why? It's it's like it's trying to add some sort of random sympathy to why he did it. But they but... do that bit with Vicious as well, right? They try and add sympathy, like, Ugh. kill your wife, kill your wife, fucking shoot... Like, all this stuff, I'm like... You don't need to have sympathy for Vicious. He's a cunt. He's meant to be a complete twat. Like, you're supposed to hate him. Yeah. You're you supposed need... to hate him. He's like Sephiroth in a way. He's just a cunt. Literally, yeah. It's, it's design. Even similar design-wise. Desi- right? And the sword and everything. The sword, yeah. It's he's a very a, similar design to he's Sephiroth. He's a piece of shit. That's what he is. And like in they do it, in a way, Final Fantasy does it with Crisis Core. They try and add this like humanization to him backstory to him when he's just a cunt yeah and like he's, and he's meant to just be a cunt and vicious he's he's one of my favorite villains because he's not in this way that he's you get these villains that are just evil for the sake of it with vicious he's evil because he enjoys it yes it's not for no reason it's because when he does that he finally fucking feels something because he doesn't feel anything. Yeah. But they do it in the, the episode with uh, Pierre LeFou. I haven't seen that one yet. So, Pierre LeFou is basically awoken from his weird chamber by Vicious. Okay, so basically, have you ever seen Boondock Saints? Yes. So basically, he's our douche. Yeah. He's literally like, we let him out to hunt people when we want him to hunt people. So that's what they do with him. And they do a little bit of the episode where um, they'll get brain fucked. Dr... Dr. Lonzi, yeah? Yeah. And in this, they don't... They just do that as like a weird thing for Spike to have dreams about Julia. Oh, like, it was so random. But why is it there, Scott? It's to give the viewers more original backstory exposition. for Julia and Vicious. Just exposition and exposition and exposition, exposition yeah. where someone has to fucking stand there and explain shit to you because they think we're too dumb Spike to understand. Julia. Yes, we get this. Yeah. They do it with they do it with vicious all the time. Every time he's on screen, he's explaining some law piece. Well, you remember I did this deal and that deal and that went south. But that's all he does. Like it's like why? In the original show, when they show you vicious, it's Spike hearing his name and being like getting triggered, getting triggered, and it's enough. 
it's enough for you to go, that means something to him. What does it mean? What's well, a mystery? You're going to find out. Yeah. Watch. You keep, keep watching. watching. You'll You're see. You're going to find out. Instead, in, it's in this, next, it's next like, scene. have to fucking show him. We have to show who he is. We have to give everything to you. They're basically treating the viewers like idiots. They are. It's dumbed down. Yes, it is. It's dumbed it's down. Simplified. Simplified. Cookie cutter. Soft around the edges. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. It's not fun. That's I, the other thing. It's not fun. No. I reckon you could have had fan a fan fiction fucking um, make of this. You know, like people that do the YouTube ones. And it would have been a hell of a lot better. I think I've seen YouTube little I scenes that are I haven't better. seen anything. I think I've seen like fight scenes and stuff that someone's done cosplayers with some CGI that look better than this. Yeah. And sometimes the CGI in this is ropey, but in other points it's great. Yes. No, I, that is one of the things I'll praise it for is the, the CGI of the ships. Like Spike's ship. Looks great. Looks It looks great. The Bebop looks great. The gates look good. I'm just going to go I'm, through the gate. Uh, yeah, that looks great. It reminds, it reminds you of a bit of Mass Effect and that. A bit, it, yeah. It, it, the only thing I'm a bit disappointed is the Bebop doesn't have the rotating corridor. No. Which I would have liked. I thought that was quite funny. But, that, but it's because obviously that's from two thousand and one Space Odyssey. That's yes. where that, that's that's where they play on it. Right? Yeah. It the strange thing is Bebop heavily the original heavily shows its influences on its sleeve. It's pop culture. It's pop culture references on its sleeve. This seems to not have much pop culture references in it, but also doesn't like to reference. The show, yeah. the original show very much. Even in the episode names, they're no longer named after songs. No, they're not. And I'm like, why? Yeah. There's I, the reason why it's called Sympathy for the Devil. Because that song plays into a little bit, uh, the naming of the episodes to the songs. If you listen to the songs and then you watch the episode, you go, there's a little connection there. Smart you shit, feel it. right? You can feel it. In this, that's gone. Completely and utterly gone. I can't understand why there are people. there are people praising it. Because they've not watched the original, there are people, and there are there are there are, there are those fucking people. We all know them. That you know the politically correct. I have to be politically correct. I have to be accepting all, of everything. So they have they have to think this is amazing. You know the you know the the brainwashed idiots yeah. and people that just go, okay, oh, this is like this is so relevant right now. Yeah, there are those people, and then there are people who I think and. I can sum this down to something that happened on the page. Uh, yesterday, when I watched the first episode, I put out a tweet basically saying how Faye is now a smug asshole, and the charm, the wit, the slyness is just gone. She's a one-dimensional smug asshole. That's what she is. She's Batwoman, was my tweet. And then I had something like 200 likes on the Facebook page when I put it out. 200 yeah. likes. Yeah. But there were about 10 people on there constantly trying to argue with my point. And John pointed it out uh, in the chat. He told me, I said, this is the thing with modern discourse, right? There's 200 people that have gone, I agree, and moved on. There's 10 cunts who are going to sit there and fucking argue with you and try and persuade you that you're wrong. And they scream the loudest. Yeah. And they constantly reply and argue with people, even though they are technically outnumbered. Yeah. But then something like the people that made Bebop will see the comments and go, look, they love it. They won't look at the ratio of, uh, how many people reacted and f agreed with the original statement. They'll just look at these people arguing. And one comment on there was some brain-dead idiot saying, I love Faye in this. I prefer her to the original. Was it a bloke or a woman? A guy. That? Of course it was. And how anyone... Can could, say that. Could Not even say it. How anyone could say that any part of this show is better than the original is beyond me. Nothing is. There's absolutely nothing in this show that surpasses the source material it came from. The only thing that's on par with the source material is the music. And Jet. Because it's the same music. And Jet plays Jet. Yeah. 
some of the scenarios he's been put Granted, in are, are shit, but he plays bits. Jet the way that you would expect Jet well, to like, play. Like I told you earlier, I could close my eyes and think it was the same actor that played him in the shot in yeah. the anime. Because I think that's why they can't. I think that's part of why they cast him as being a black guy. It's, it's a always black a black person. actor. Yeah. In, in the Western release, Jet's only ever been voiced by black actors. In Japan, it's always been an Asian guy. Obviously, obviously, yeah. And he was always like a white guy, but a few people have said he is like a little bit it's different. Of, He's got like a you when you look at Jet in the original, there is something different to him about than other people. Yes, right? he is. He could be mixed race or something. Yeah, you know, you he's could built see differently. That, yeah, he's built a bit differently. I'm not quite keen on the mutton chop style. I know he's got them in the. I just give him a beard, Scott. But I but I just don't like the fucking tough. It doesn't. It looks fine on a on an animated character because they are just there. But with it, with his mutton chops on that, I don't. They look a bit stupid. Well, it's what they've done with Spike's hair, right? So they oh, haven't yeah. given Spike the same hair. They've given him like rough, crumbly hair. Yeah, makes sense because in reality, you ain't gonna have you hair on yeah, Spike, right? Exactly. But why didn't they do that with Jet and his beard? Why don't they just give him a beard? Yeah, just a short, yeah, full rounded beard. Why has he got weird mutton? But maybe, chops? maybe if they want to make it look like he's got the chops, he's got more of a Wolverine. Yeah. Going on, oh, but just kind of grows yeah, down. Yeah, just grows out trims a little bit. The, trims or the maybe, chin. His, maybe his beard's just scraggly. Maybe, like you don't have to do that. It's the same with Faye. The fact that you can tell she's wearing a fucking wig the whole way through it <laughs> is is really bad. And when you see the tape when it goes back in past, the little girl literally looks like she got a pound shop wig slapped on her head, <laughs> and he's standing there doing it. And it's like, why? Oh, fuck's sake! Why the fuck would you do this? Yeah. And you know, the I think the costumes look wrong. Spike's suit doesn't look. I keep looking over there, but his, was, his suit was more purple in the anime, wasn't it? it well, he's got that, but it's more like Lupin's suit from the Lupin the third movies, uh, which is a classic anime character. Spike's very much based on Lupin in a lot okay, of ways. Uh, right, Lupin's okay. like a thief. Yeah. And I think Lupin in the anime is based on Arsene Lupin, the old French books. But Lupin the third, he's called, is very much based, uh, Spike is very much based on Lupin. There's a okay. lot of Lupin in Spike. Right. The, the way he runs like a fucking moron and yeah. carries himself. <laughs> Even facial expressions, they look very similar, yeah. right? And you you just look at all this stuff combined and you look at Spike's suit. I would have just put him in a suit or he, something similar. Is, they, they try and do the collar and the, they try and do they kind the of exaggerated like a, anime style yeah. to it. And I think if they just made it, if they just bought a suit that looked like the suit, they'd be fine. Yeah. You didn't need to do the exaggerations to it, the tailoring to make They've it look They've obviously kind of desexualized Faye because you think in the, in the anime she's wearing like low cut. Sort of cross bra, cross thing. bra thing with a with and a, a pair of shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've obviously desexualized, which because that's what they, that's the direction that everything's going. How these dare days. you sexualize women in a TV show? Oh, but men in their pants, him and guys getting bent over having their asses spanked. It's fine. And a guy in a corset, you can sexualize them. Well, they but did, don't. You dare sexualize the they woman. They did. They did the bit with the, with John Cho when he's doing the um the practicing with the he he's using the wooden, the wooden um, blocks. Yeah, the wooden blocks. Which is which is good practice for 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 tense, like for training up the forearms and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, you know that obviously him with the shirt off with the six pack and everything, or vicious, literally spending the first couple of episodes completely topless. Yeah, fine. Just looking ripped, perfectly fine. Yeah, like we said a little gay fella playing fucking Gren, bowling around in gimpy clothes. Fine. Yeah. Sexualize him, talking about cocks and whatever else, sucking dicks or whatever the Lovely. fuck else. Shit that he comes out with. Whole scenes in gay clubs and bondage clubs with people in leather with their fucking asses hanging out. Perfectly fine to sexualise that, but don't you dare sexualise a woman on this TV show. What world do we live in where there's... there's oh, it's a, role one, it's a role reversal now. Yeah, there's one rule for one and one for the other, and yeah. you have to fucking abide by it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a role reversal now. 
And they made the statement before it came out, we are desexualizing Faye. They openly said that she won't be as sexualized. They openly said that she's going to be a deeper, more interesting character who doesn't have to rely on her sexuality. Right? She's not interesting. She's not interesting. She's boring. Yeah. And that whole fucking gay scene with her, I remember, I almost turned it off at that point. It just felt unnecessary. Was, it, it, it was like that. I, I was sitting there watching it and thinking, I think I've had enough. I think I've had enough. This it was, this was so set up and obvious. The minute they fucking mm. met each other, yeah. and she's flirting with her and the gun, she's mm, sucking off a gun on the thing, and Faye's getting all hot and bothered by it. Like, I was like, this is just, this is shit. This is shit. This is bad writing. It's because the lesbians didn't have any representation in that show until so that point. So they needed to have a lesbian in that. They had to do something. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if, Trey get, um, if Faye gets it on with the trucker if she's in it. <laughs> but I think that's what this heavy mechanic, metal, heavy, think, me, heavy metal queen. I think this character was based on that. Not very well in but any way, shape, first, or form. When I first saw her, I went, "Is that meant to be?" And he's got to guess her name. What's my name? What's my name? All the way through it, Spike gets it right because he was a bounty hunter himself, wasn't he? Yeah, that's why she hated bounty hunters. Yeah, but that's the beauty of the original Bebop, right? Look at look at what we just said, and in three seconds, right, without any exposition, without any need to explain shit, she doesn't like. Bounty hunters, because her husband was one. Yeah. So she's called to bounty hunters. And they got him killed, didn't and they? And he died, yeah. yeah. He, he, he died as a bounty hunter. And she always wanted to persuade him no. And all the way through it, there's this, like, guessing game. Well, she's got initials. It. Her, it's her initials. Yeah. I can't remember what her initials are now. It's, it's, no, it's I, gone I, from I me. I can't but... remember. It's a great episode, right? It is and, a great and, episode. And I look at that, and I think just that one standalone episode, which is almost a throwaway episode in the main plot line of oh, yeah. Bebop, right? Yeah. They're hunting that guy who has the explosive chemicals, eh? Yeah. And they have to go through the minefield in a ship and all that yeah. stuff, yeah. So, that's like almost... If you skipped that episode, you wouldn't miss anything plot-wise. But it's a great episode. It's a great episode. But again, that one single episode is better than anything in this fucking whole yeah. show. Well, this is the thing. It's, this is the consistent thing with Bebop. Is it's only ever, it's only ever 26 episodes in a film. Now, granted, I haven't actually seen the film. I keep meaning to get it's around good. to it, it's and I've good. never got around to it. But it's like, yeah, so Bebop is 26 episodes, and every single one of them is good. Yeah. It's not a bad episode in that entire season. No, there's not one I'd skip if I was no. watching it. There's nothing. There's no. nothing I'd go, oh, I'm sick of this one. Like No, it's you, you watch each episode. They're only 20, 25 minutes long. It's not long, but everything is enjoyable, and they get so much in. Like, you watch, you watch the live action... Each episode is like 45 to 50 minutes-ish. Apart from while the second episode is like 35 minutes. And like I said, it's boring. There's so much unnecessary boring shit. 25 minutes an episode and it is balls to the wall. Balls to the wall. Entertaining. Stylistic. Dialogue is interesting. It keeps you invested in the characters. The hunts they go on. The characters they meet. Everybody is interesting. Yeah, and, and again, it just the overall vibe and... Um layered nuanced smart storytelling yeah just the little things the little driplets of fucking info you get along the way these little glimpses of something along the way brief conversation with someone leads to a leads character to something else later, later on. on yeah and it's it's just in this everything's forced in there is it's like you know you haven't gone for a finger you've gone for a full fist <laughs> that's what they've done in this and it's painful like yeah. a full fist would be without loop in that way. Yeah, I mean, I got like I got four episodes left: seven, eight, nine, and ten. And I've already switched off. I'm just kind of watching it to get it done because I feel I need to now. Yeah. But I could happily walk away and not bother. But 
I feel I need to finish it just because I've started. Yeah, I mean, my advice to anyone who's listening to this that hasn't fucking watched it yet, don't. No. I mean, it's... Yeah, don't. It don't. Don't watch it. It's 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 actually it's depressing mm. how how they how Netflix have fucked this up because it wasn't difficult. Same with any anime adaption, it's not difficult as long as you fucking follow the source material. It's laid out for you, like like, like with Dragon Ball Evolution. You know, you there's a plethora. There's seven hundred odd episodes. Yeah. It's not, it's not hard to fuck this up, but somehow they did. The difference is, right, and, and this is the only way I could stick up for Evolution over Bebop. If Dragon Ball Evolution was a standalone film and the main character was Gohan and yes. Goku was dead, it's after the Boo saga, there was a different villain instead of Piccolo, mm. the girl that he meets isn't Chi-Chi, it's Videl, yep. it wouldn't be a shit. It wouldn't be a shit because it's... Because you've made, basically made a new, you've made a Gohan movie with a villain that doesn't matter. It's set in that great Sayer Man saga. You know what you could have done because it's a very, it's, it's a bit of a throwaway saga in the uh, in the anime, and that's the Garlic Junior one. Just move, just move it forward a bit, few more years. Yeah. So instead of it being between Namek and the androids, you have it after. Well, you have it between say Sal and, Sal and Boo. Boo. Yeah. So Gohan is a lot older. He's, he's in he's, high he's, school, he's high so you've got school. all that element they wanted in yeah. there. And you have Garlic Jr. using the black water mist. Yeah. And he has to he, he's he's pretty much the only one that can stop him. Yeah. So a slight edit to Dragon Ball Evolution would save it. Yes. That's what I mean. A it, slight edit would save it. The, the this thing, is un this you cannot salvage. No, no, you really can't. Not anymore. It's gone. It's like when we're talking about the fucking Death Note version. If they just used original characters that found a Death Note and carried out the the movie in the same way, you could still have the pop star who wants to be his, you his still girlfriend. Do you could still have the two Shinigamis that work with them. You could still have someone who's the L esque character. So do all that. You just don't need to call them those things. In fact, you can have a line from someone like Ryuk say to the other Shinigami, "Going, you ever notice how cyclical the world is?" You ever notice how this all ends up the same? Are you, is it just me or are you getting deja, deja vu, vu as, every deja vu as well? Time, every single time one of our death notes ends up in someone's hand, it always plays out the same way in the end. Yeah. And that way, you add like a philosophy to it. Yeah. You add almost like it's like a never-ending cycle. And then you end the film with some cunt picking up, someone else picking up the death note and going, here, well, we, no, go here we go again. And that's done. And and that way, that film now becomes enjoyable. Yes. <laughs> And that's the same with Dragon Ball Evolution. There are other problems with it, the way they do the Azaru, but you would just remove all that, right? Yeah, get, yeah, get rid of, get rid of the Azaru being some sort of fucking thing controlled by Piccolo. And just don't... He hasn't got his tail anymore, so he can't turn into Azaru. So yeah. it doesn't matter. So you it doesn't don't even matter. need to talk about it. It doesn't matter. But you could have had the same actors. You could have done everything and just changed it to Gohan with Videl. Like you said, maybe got either a new character or put Garlic Jr. there. But Garlic Jr. works because of the mist, right? It yeah. Actually, it's almost the same fucking thing. Piccolo's going to unleash this shit on the world. It's the same. It's just, yeah, it, just, it just doesn't need to be Piccolo. It didn't need to be Piccolo. You could have had him as a good guy like he is. Yeah, at, you could have put, put Piccolo in it. You could have put a few others in it. Maybe you would have. You could have had a cameo from Vegeta where he's like, we need your help to do this. And him looking and going, that power level? Fuck off. And that's it. Yeah. You sort out, Gohan. You need the practice. Him, board, him, boarding, his, him boarding his ship to go to space to train and with yeah. uh, with gravity. Yeah, I'm off the and train. And he's like, it's like, you got this. 
in Endgame where they're like, where's Captain Marvel? Off planet. Where's this person? MIA. You could have him sit there and phone Bournemouth and go, where's Vegeta? He's in a hyperbolic time chain. Or he's only back in a couple of days, you know, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. back... He literally lands at the end of the film and he lands. He goes, what I miss? Yeah, and that's it. Because <laughs> then you've set it up for something in the future. Then yeah. you've set up for a fucking Vegeta. Then you've set up to go and back and explore Goku or whatever. You could do all... You could have done any of that with it. And all you have to do is make a go out six tweaks to the script yeah. and you could have done it. Yeah. The same with Death Note. A couple of tweaks here and there, a little bit of extra treatment on that script, it wouldn't have bothered anyone. But the, only di- this, but the difference is those are films. They this are This films. is a TV series. There's a lot more to fucking fill There's out with. There's a lot more to fill out. With this, the list of shit you would have to fix is too long. Oh, even everything if, is Even if a new showrunner took over for season two and went, right, this, or, this is bullshit. You can't unfuck that you pig. You can't unfuck it. Yeah, no. you can't unfuck the pig. You're done. Yeah, it's it's too far gone now to be and I do you know what the problem is? I'm gonna watch season two because morbid curiosity is gonna draw me to it. Same as you said, you probably won't watch it. I reckon you fucking will. Maybe. Morbid curiosity will get you and we could do a part two of this where we can just slag season two off. I put, when I finished watching this, right, I had a headache. Did you? Because I'd binged it, right? Yeah. And yeah. I, I I walked away from it. because 'cause I've been gritting my teeth. When I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, for f-. I was doing that the whole way through it, for fuck's sake. Yeah. I was like audible, fucking sighing all the way through it. Yeah, purpose, like literally audibly annoyed. Yeah, and I walked out of it, and I'm like, my blood pressure must be up, like because I'm watching this, just getting silently sort of cross. Yeah, you got to understand. It's like, yeah, you're moaning about it, you're moaning about it, you're moaning about it, and it's it's because we love the source material so much. Yes. Like you know, it's one of those things you you when when you love the the basis and the foundations for what they have done, and then they go and literally fuck it so badly you're gonna be annoyed yeah, with this i like chocolate it's... cake i like chocolate cake i don't actually but i'm gonna use it as an analogy i love chocolate we like chocolate cake i don't want to eat a chocolate cake once someone's spunked in it yeah i'm not drinking the punch if there's a turd in the punch bowl yeah i'm it... not doing it don't matter how delicious that punch is i ain't drinking it if there's a turd floating in it yeah. it's just not happening and that's what has happened that's what this is is the turd in the yeah, punch they, bowl. yeah they're shouting the punch yeah yeah it is it's it's depressing it really, really is like they they had it. It had the all the potential in the world to be great. Yeah. Not probably not maybe not as great as the anime, but it it had the potential to be great if they had just stuck to what was already laid in front of them. If they'd gotten the original creator involved to help them make it and, and as give I it said, that spin. Even, even if they wanted to strip out a couple of episodes here and there. Because they went, doesn't fit the the ten episode a season thing we want to do. So we're gonna get twenty episodes, right? And it's gonna complete the story. I fucking hope. Oh no, they're gonna do season or three. It's, it's, gonna, spice, it's gonna it's gonna it's, carry it on from that bit. You know, spike when, on the steps, and then bang, and then and then it will be a new season. They're like Spike, he's alive, and that'll be <laughs> that'll be they'll do that. Gordon's alive. Yeah, it's like the end of fucking Mass Effect where you get the chest plate. <gasps> Mass yeah. Effect 3 with the fucking yeah. secret ending. Yeah, we're uh, going to get a secret ending where Spike's alive. Oh God. Or something it will be when they did that episode. He's trying to copy and download his consciousness. Uh, they already set that up in the fucking episode. Oh They'll go, his consciousness is out there. Oh, no. We must rescue Spike's consciousness. Fuck Put it in a gay robot. <laughs> non-binary Put it in robot. a gay non-binary robot from Solo. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and this is where we are with it. And you're right, it comes from love. I wanted this to be better. And I wasn't hating on John Cho for getting the part. Because I like him. Yeah, no, I think he's a great actor. Right? The guy who played Jet, I was like, 
the character's called Jet Black, so they've literally made it black. And I was like, that's laughable. It's fine, it's, but it's fine. But he's a great actor. Yes. It's fine. He and like you like you told me before we went before we started recording. He loved the show. Yeah. He studied the character. He studied, which is why he carries it so well. He, yeah. He did his fucking homework, the guy. Exactly. That's what you've got to do when you're getting a part, especially as like the three main characters of the show. Well, Ed. I mean, the bit you showed me, the bit no, the bit the bit you showed me. I will give I will give the the actor his due. The way he was talking. He's trying to do an impression of Ed. Yes, he is trying his best to do an impression, but he's obviously been thrown into this last minute. It's like, you're going to play Ed next season, but we need you to film a scene next week. Yeah, and this is what Ed looks like, which they fucked up. This is how Ed sounds. But because, and I don't want to fucking misgender they went, they went. They went for young Eggman. Because, yeah, because of the fact that this child is biologically male, the voice has a gravelly, when he's trying to do the, Ed mannerisms there's this sort of like kind of like I don't speak like that well like Pee Wee Herman like Pee Wee Herman-esque <laughs> fucking element to it and the reason being is because biologically this is male yeah, this is going to have a deeper voice and it's going to have a bit of a deeper voice yeah and if it's like a 12, 13 year old person despite its gender identity right there may be issues biologically that stop it sounding like Ed yeah. Also, fuck you, because Ed is canonically a female. Says it so in the show. Multiple times yeah. in the show. They think Ed's a boy at first. Because so a bit with Faye, which she's, like, she's called Edward. Because she's called Edward, and she's a bit of a tomboy. Yeah. And a very good hacker. Yeah. But they've obviously alluded to her so many times with the in the in the show. Yeah. With, almost um, in like episode three, they're like Radical Edward sent uh, us a tip. Yeah. yeah. Because Radical Edward was the name of a band. Because obviously, there's a lot of callback to yeah. music in the original. And there's a band called Radical Edward. Oh. Which is where Ed comes from, and and the hacker name of Edward was Radical Edward in the original. So they do use the full name Radical Edward, blah 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 the third or whatever. This <laughs> is some like the stupidly hacker. long name. Yeah, the hacker. And uh, yeah, but then like with that scene, Ed is on Earth. Mm-hmm. Where is where Ed is, is on Earth using the AI to paint shit on the fucking floor? Yeah, using the, the using the lasers to yeah to paint shit to get attention. Doing like the Nazca line style thing. Yeah. And that stuff's funny, and it's and when you finally meet Ed, you're like, "What? This person is incredibly dangerous." Yeah, we might, and it's like a little girl. Isn't there a like, bounty on her? Yeah, as well, eh? <laughs> and it's, Ed is just a little girl, and the whole point is they're like, think they think they just treat Edward as a boy, and then when Faye goes right, let's get you washed up. I can't see this Faye wanting to Do help no. wash up a young child. No. Right? Come on, we need someone. No, no motherly instincts. They're like, there'll be a fucking woman do it. These two fucking angry, you know, silly fellas. Yeah. Goes and goes, you're a girl? And Ed's like, yeah. Like, as if to say, what, why wouldn't I be? Yeah. In this, no, Ed is going to 100% be non-binary. Yeah. And again, I understand you want it in there for representation, but the fact that Ed was a girl, but kind of identified as a boy anyway in the show, but didn't sit there and go, what's the difference between they a boy and a girl? They didn't label it. It just left it to go. There's a whole arc in the show of Ed putting makeup on and shit as well, right? So that's what what we doing with that. Is that just gone? Oh, yeah, it's gone. Because these moments in the show are brilliant. It's gone. And that's the worst thing. The whole stuff I said with Asimov, there are scenes in that first show that I was looking forward to seeing. Yeah. And every time that you get past the point where you go, oh, well, we've seen that now. We've seen the, the fucking Teddy Bomber, right? We've got to that. Because Teddy Bomber's really late in the series. Yeah. Right towards the end. And Andy, you know, we're yeah. not going to see Andy now. No. You see him in one episode um, where they're doing a leaderboard and his name is on the leaderboard. Oh, really? Cowboy Andy. Oh, yeah. that's in the... On the big shot. Yeah, that's... Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. There's not. I don't think there's anything more I can say on it. To be honest, no. just, it's just. Yeah, we've exhausted it. I'm gonna it's... finish. I'll, I'll finish it. I got four more episodes. I'll, I'll sit through it and I'll get it done. But yeah, it it was. It was a bit. It was a disappointment to it me. It was. It was a disappointment. It could have been. It it had the potential to be great, and they literally fell at the first hurdle. And I think as like a final message here. A few years ago, Netflix were on fucking fire. Mm. Daredevil, for example. Punisher. Punisher, right? When they made Ozark. And they made these shows. Ozark's brilliant. My missus missus watched that. And they made these shows that were like... Kingdom. Kingdom. Stranger Things. Squid Game. Squid Game. That's this year. But that's really fucking good But then that wasn't made by anyone in the fucking States, right? It's why... True. It's why it works. It's why people like this is... Same with Kingdom. Kingdom's Korean. That's why they went, this is so different and excellent. Yeah, because it's not the homogenized bullshit you get from the West nowadays. It's, It's Asian culture. But if they had made Bebop... Back in the day when they were making the fucking Daredevil Punisher shit, it wouldn't have been this. We wouldn't have got this. Could you imagine if they'd done, if they let the Japanese part of Netflix make Bebop? It would have probably been awesome. Yeah, I reckon it would have been amazing. Yeah. Even if they said you got to do it with Western actors, but the Japanese directors and this are going to do it. Wouldn't well, yeah, it would have been fine. And they would have got the man who created it to get involved with help making it. I mean, to be fair, if I'm a, if I'm Netflix, right, and the rights to Bebop to be made as a series are there, I can option them now, I can pay for the rights, I'd probably get the original creator to direct. Fucking right. I'll just get him to fucking direct. Or at least or at least be executive producer. Or co-director, you know? Yeah, so he's got his influence in the field yeah, that he's he he's an wants. animator, so he might not be so good at fucking directing a film. So you, put, you partner him with someone... Who does know that. Who does love it, like a Favreau. Right? So, do you know what I mean? Like you're partnering with someone a like that. A director who said he's a fan of the source material, so yeah. he got the love for it one himself. Who's, one who's going to sit there and go, I can't, it's a dream come true to work side by side with him. Yeah. Someone like that, and they will they will exist because of how many people have cited Bebop and played homage to Bebop since... Tarantino and Rodriguez got involved with that? They would have loved... They would have been awesome. Rodriguez does TV, so he's more likely to have done it. Yeah. If it was Rodriguez and the original guy partnering up, this would have been fucking awesome. And when it did come to adding a little bit of spice, a bit of sex, a little bit of ultra-violence, it would have been cool. It wouldn't have just been... The only problem with having Rodriguez involved, there would have been a, a, a ridiculous use of blood packs. There would have been, yeah. <laughs> like that gun, that scene where Vicious guns down all the blind people that are making the red eye. Yeah. And it just would have been fucking blood everywhere. Yeah, or the... What do you think? Okay, another thing. Fucking From Dusk Till Dawn. That was that first season especially was fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. And this is what I mean. Like, there's ways there's ways of doing Cowboy Bebop and they fucking fail. I'm going to... Like I said, like, like I said, I'm going to finish it. Well, you know, I, we had John message us and say, I'm going to watch it just to see how shit it is. Yeah. And I think that, 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 that's because me that, and you though. were just going back and forth. Like, why have they done this? Why is this in this? Why the fuck is this happening? I made notes. Like, literally, as I was watching the first couple of episodes, I literally wrote down a fuckload of notes. Yeah, I did the same, and then I gave up on them. Yeah, no, literally, <laughs> I, I think... Like, I think too many. I didn't actually get that many, but I was just like... Oh, yeah, the assassin in the bathroom literally must have been playing Valhalla recently because he had the fucking... He had the backwards hidden blade coming out of yeah. the top of his arm. I was making shit comments like that. I was like, how are they communicating... Without earpieces, they were just touching the back of their ear, and all of a sudden they can hear each other talking. Yeah, I was like, they're openly just talking out loud in the church where everyone can hear them it's talking about how they gate crashed yeah. the fucking. They're not meant to be there. No one says anything. Why the fuck are you here? Oh yeah, the the syndicate 
Just feel like Team Rocket. Team Rocket, yeah. I'll put a little meme out about that. Yeah, feel like yeah. Team Team Rocket. Red was... and black suits too. It's like it's exactly like Team Rocket. Yeah. Or, and someone else commented saying the fucking the uh, the Lost Order or whatever it is from the Star Wars reboot. Oh. The Fallen Order, of the fuck they're called. They're like, yeah, the Fallen Order be like, and it's the same shit. It's just yeah. like, oh, okay. I fucking had shit like that. I, yeah, I, yeah. I just fucking oh the masks that the head of the dragons were wearing. In Testicles the ani- with faces in, in the on. anime, that was actually their face. Yeah. In this, they're just wearing well, they fucking were old fuckers. They were just ballooned old, yeah. masks. Yeah, now they've got testicles for heads. Yeah. yeah, Vicious is meant to be cold-hearted and precise. He's just a coward. He's a coward and a simp, crying, fucking whinging. Yeah, it just yeah, that's literally that was just from the first two that's episodes. That's an argument with his girlfriend and punches that, holes in the wall. Yeah, Vicious extended story is meh. Actor sounds bored and is fugly. <laughs> yeah, but even the girl playing Julia, right? She's good looking. She's good looking, but in a different way. But she hasn't got that same sort of like sauciness that Julia, because Julia's not really in the anime no, that much. Julia's she's like in the last a, two episodes and then literally in a couple of little flashback scenes. Julia's kind of described as like a classic beauty, um, turns heads. This girl kind of looks like she does porn. That's... She looks, she reminds me of. Um, you've you seen Sin City, yeah? Yeah, that's. But I think that's where they she got reminds, a lot of their... She reminds me of Jamie King in Sin City playing the twins. Yes, she reminds me of them. But that's where I think they got their version of noir from. Rather than actual noir fucking movies, I think they lifted a lot of that from Sin City. I was thinking that when I was watching it. It's the got red the, dresses, all that shit. Yeah, I was like, it's, got that, it's it. got that feel, a Sin City feel. Because obviously, original noir, noir was black and white. Yeah. Sin City has elements of colour in it, and you can see the way they make the colour pop in pop. scenes in this. They've lifted that straight from fucking Sin City. The eco terrorists in it, they were fucking slaps. They were slapstick idiots. Well, they were dumb cunts in the first, yeah, in, but this in the original is, one. But they, in this one, they were, yeah, they were slapstick fucking retards, essentially. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, so get the grenade out. It's like, wait, I thought you had it. We're like, why are you? And then she's just looking like the hologram of the mum, just looking around, just like, yeah. Just like, Whereas in the, the other fu- one, when they sh- fucking let off the grenades, it turns them all into monkeys. She's singing, yeah. she's like performing, and yeah. like she's fucking loving it. In this, they're incompetent, and then the stuff with the daughter dynamic, like you always tell me what to do, mum. I'm like, why is this in here? Why have you done it like this? What? Why? Oh, they've taken the hostage. Why the you guy that feigns? Like, so what? <laughs> why? Fuck? Why are you the way you are? <laughs> And then they put the like weird cum joke or whatever the fuck it is in that. Yeah, the yeah. Faye reaches into the groin area of the oh, tree, yeah. pulls a handful of cum out. And goes, that was oh. that what it was meant to be? I, I thought it was meant to be know. sap. I, 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 it was in his groin, right? So yeah. I think, yeah, it was sap, but it was like a reaching that. Oh, yeah. like disgusted by whatever the fuck it was. It just. It didn't work. It didn't work. None of Well, in fairness, none of it has. They fucked up every single villain that they tried to put in. They fucked up every single, like, minor character that they tried to put in they fucked up every single major character apart from jet but even with jet they kind of fucked up his arc by giving him these weird motives that he doesn't need giving him a fucking daughter and a family or yeah. an old a family that he is now estranged from because his mate fucked him over because we needed falling down added to it yeah with the daughter dynamic and then we needed to jingle all the way trying to get the toy we needed all that for jet yeah because that's obviously what his character needed to improve the fact yeah. that he was just badass in the first place because that's my final thought my final thought is these cunts think they were improving on bebop if all honesty the only thing that stayed true to the source material is the music yeah that's my the, my big final thought is so much of this is just unnecessary correct and the new story beats are like bad fan fiction. It's like they've went, oh, I reckon the character could do with this. 
and then did it, but didn't actually think about it at all. Let's give let's give the actors of Vicious and Julia more stuff to do. Don't give a fuck what it, act, it actually works or suits the characters. So if you're gonna do Scott, let's let, let's end this. Yes, if you please. were gonna do out of ten score, what do you give this show? Two. I'm the same. Two, and that's because of Jet and the music. Correct. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Jet and Jet and the music are the only saving graces of that series. So I hope you enjoyed this us ripping it apart. If you loved it, I don't know what's wrong with you. I really. I really don't know how to have a conversation. If you, with you loved if you it, loved you it. obviously never watched the anime. Yeah, and if you watched the anime and loved it, I don't know what to do for you. What to do for you? I, I, there's nothing I can say. You're a lost cause. You're a lost cause. Yeah. If if you love Cowboy Bebop, the original, I would say, don't do what we've done and watched it. We've opened Pandora's <laughs> box now. Well, you know, you got to if you're if you're the, you know, whenever someone makes something that you're a fan of, you you the morbid curiosity always drags you in to will. to check it out. But I'd recommend not. I would recommend, yeah, I'd recommend not. not. I'm going to put myself through fucking four more hours of this shit to get it done. Yeah. But don't make my mistake. <laughs> yeah, just don't do not do what we've done. And we only watched it to review it. That's actually the, the well, whole point. We didn't have high... Well, I had higher hopes for it than you did. You were pretty much already written it off from the first trailer. No, from the first that first screenshot of them in, if them in costume, you'd pretty much written off that that looks like bad cosplay. And I was like, yes, but... I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. And then we, then we watched the trailer and I was just like, okay, right. And then, yeah. But see, sometimes I like to set my standards so low that they can surprise me. Yeah. And this time I set my standards so low and the show's lower yeah. than the standards. I went in, I went in with, with a little bit of hope that it wasn't going to be that bad and came out completely depressingly disappointed in it. And you were already lower than me, and you were just like, "This is fucking dog shit." Yeah, and I was, I was at this point right when it came up, when it started, and I was like, "But at least I get to see scene X. At least I get to see this part." And you never got to see those. At parts. least I get to see this bit. Uh, I wonder what. I wonder how they try and portray the bit with the uh, when Spike's trying to get Gren's location off the transgender people, and they're like. Come on, I'll give you a free one, sweetie. And he's like, no, I'm good. Right? I wonder how they're going to play that. I wonder how they're going to do these iconic scenes. You know, the Nazca line part with Ed. I wonder how they're going to do all this. And they don't. Nope. In fact, I can't even think of a scene in this where I go scene for scene, that's the same. None of it is. Yeah. It's never, not a single bit of it is. Any, any iconic scene they fucked up. There's nothing in it that represents any sort of connection to the original source material in its in any way. And the smugness of the cunts writing it going, well, we wanted to expand on Julia because she didn't get much screen time in the original and we thought she's a, we thought she's such a good character. Such a powerful character. You thought she was such a good character, you bastardised her. Well done. Yeah. Well done, Netflix. You fucked it up. Right, I'm done talking about We're it. We're done. We're Fuck done. Fuck this. <laughs>